Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, who has shaved off his glorious mustache for this week's episode of the podcast. You all got to see it last week. We started a, uh, a new video content on Facebook, taking a clip from the podcast and sharing it there on Facebook and Twitter. So you all got to see Trey's mustache before it disappeared. I was going to say is I got no heads up about the video thing and everyone was commenting on my posture and everything. I just want to note again, I had no preparation. So I was not ready for when he said, Hey, we're doing this video style, but this week I am prepared. I have my full setup. Now I'm sitting up mom and I am, uh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. You are ready this week. You got the microphone on an arm there. You got a hat on. You even got, is that a collar shirt? A boom, by the way. Uh, boom. Okay. You're wearing a collared shirt for the podcast, too? How about that? Yeah, it's like I just came from work. I think I was wearing a collared shirt last week. Now I'm just in sweats and a t-shirt this week. So I'm the slob today. Repping your father-in-law's company. So Got it. Good. Got to rep the family brand, of course. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into today. Um, conference tournaments are happening all across college baseball. It is postseason time. It is do-or-die time for some teams, and one of those teams is our Virginia Tech Hokies, who did not put together the regular season that we had hoped for after last year's incredible uh, historic season where they were, you know, I think the number three team in the country at one point. They won the ACC in the regular season. They got knocked out of the tournament pretty early, but then they hosted a regional in the NCAA tournament. Uh, They did not follow up that season how we had hoped. It, It was not a very good season in Blacksburg, overall and they came into the ACC tournament they did make the tournament but they lost their first game and uh, because this is a podcast and we don't know when you guys are going to listen to it it's probably not going to be the most up-to-date when you guys listen to it or we're not going to get into any real details about these conference tournaments you can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook we will have all the latest updates for all the Virginia schools on social media but Virginia Tech did lose their first game of the ACC tournament. We don't know what's going to happen after that. Um, Just not really what we expected from the Hokies this season. And I don't know what or if they're going to change over the off season because they're probably, you know, barring some kind of miracle where they go on a run and win the ACC tournament, they're not making the the postseason. Which I think they're already theoretically eliminated at this point. They play Clemson tonight. Um, I don't think they'll advance. I think it was, it was a, Basically, after they lost to BC, it was down to BC versus Clemson for who's going to advance. So um, I think uh, Tech has been eliminated at this point because the top-seeded team gets the tiebreaker, from what I can remember. So Right. I think you're right. So Tech has basically been eliminated at this point. Um, I mean, they sh- were up on BC, and BC came back and won. And ultimately, it was the, you know, the big concern we had with uh, you know, at the beginning of the season with with David and Evan was the pitching, and we had Evan on at least. I think we had David too, but I'm not I sure. I think just something. Evan. Just Evan. I'm I'm mixing both my shows. You're um, busy man. I am. Uh, but you know, the pitching was the concern all year for this team, and ultimately is what 
you know, fit them in. I think with the transfer portal and everything that is in college athletics, I think they could probably retool the pitching staff. They're going to have to, I think, if you're the staff. You have the offense, it's still there, but, you know, you just desperately need some pitching because ultimately that's what cost you in these uh, lack of depth in pitching. It cost you in the NCAA tournament last year, and it cost you even more this year. Yeah, pitching was the uh, the weakness for the team this year. The offense was great. I mean, they got some real sluggers on the team, and I think that they're going to continue to develop uh, offensively going forward. So pitching is definitely where they need to look to improve over the offseason, whether that's bringing in players from the transfer portal or just improving the players that they have. That's what they need to work on. Uh, other Virginia schools in postseason play, UVA earned the two seed in the ACC tournament, so they've got a pretty good shot at making it pretty far in the ACC tournament, and they will, of course, be in the postseason uh, when the NCAA tournament comes around. VCU hosting the Atlantic 10 tournament here in Richmond at the Diamond. They did not even make the tournament. A disappointing season from the Rams, not even making their conference tournament that they are hosting, uh, but the University of Richmond did end up making it into the A-10 tournament, so we'll keep you updated on how they do throughout, are you the, gonna go? throughout postseason play. Oh, wait, you're not, uh, probably you're not, gonna not. Go. Because you won't be in town this weekend. Yeah, I think you know hey, all that... the games are uh, all the games are during the day, during the week, and then I'm going to be out of town this weekend. So it will be fun. But the good news is, you get to see me. Get to see you. First time in a while should be a good time. It's always a good time at the uh, the bay or the river, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, first time since what Christmas time? Because I, I think, think so. Yeah, that was one time we went and got lunch. So. That's a sidebar there. But, uh, yeah, uh, A-10 should be good. I mean, ODU uh, got eliminated by JMU in the Sun Belt. Um, so JMU is still alive as of today, I think. Um, they played early. Or they're playing right around now, from what I understand of the schedule. The game was at 5. It's still 7 o'clock as you record, so the game's still probably going on. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, UVA clear clearly kind of carrying the banner for uh, Commonwealth teams. Liberty uh, has a real shot at the ASA tournament, but we'll see what they do there. So like we said, we will keep you updated on Facebook and on Twitter with all the Virginia baseball teams still alive in their conference tournaments. All the teams that have a run or have a shot at making a run in the conference tournaments have a shot at a postseason bid in the NCAA tournament. We will keep you updated on Twitter and Facebook. Follow us at Foulball Area or like us on Facebook at foul ball area uh moving on to major league baseball our predictions in the preseason some of them are looking all right but there's one that's really standing out to me this week that is not looking too great as of right now and that's trey turner for national league mvp i think we both picked him and both of our decisions were probably based on the performance that he had in the world baseball classic because he tore it up for Team USA, hit five home runs and 11 RBIs in those six games uh, in the World Baseball Classic, had a phenomenal tournament, and now in the MLB regular season, his first year with the Philadelphia Phillies, he is not off to a great start at all. He was getting booed by the home crowd in Philadelphia earlier this week. Now, we are recording on Wednesday of this week. Earlier today, before we recorded, he hit a game-tying home run and then the Phillies ended up winning the game later on. That's his fifth home run of the year. 13 RBIs now in the year. So he has finally, he has finally reached his uh, or tied his mark of home runs that he hit in the World Baseball Classic. 
and he has surpassed the amount of RBIs that he had in the World Baseball Classic, but it took him until May 24th to get there. So not a good start by Trey Turner to his Phillies career. I mean, uh, the Phillies have been quite disappointing. I know they came back and won today, but uh, they overall have been disappointing this year. I mean, the fact that they really kind of had to shoehorn Bryce Harper into first coming off with Tommy John was how desperate they were for offense. Obviously, Reese Hoskins' injury is not ideal, but they're under 500. Um, you know, they're six and a half games back of Atlanta. Um, it, it's it. The whole team's been a disappointment, and I think they expected more out of out of Trey Turner, but, you know, good for him. He had a lot of clutch home runs uh, during the World Baseball Classic, and he does it again. So maybe you expect his game to step up as we get later in the year. Um, We'll see, yeah. But we had very high expectations for him. Um, But, you know, someone who I had very high expectations for, you like that transition right there, folks. Uh, Garrett Cole, who becomes uh, the third fastest player to – to get to 2,000 strikeouts. He did that last night against the Orioles. Yankees came back and won there, which they're on a hot streak as well. One of the hottest teams in baseball is the New York Yankees, but Cole uh, gets it done, gets his, his, his uh, 2,000K. He was the third fastest, and it's someone who I picked to be the Cy Young in, in the American League, and if you pick Jacob DeGrom, and Jacob DeGrom got hurt, shockingly, not shocking, um, but, uh, you know, I think if... Uh, you had to pick an AL MVP or an AL Cy Young today. It's it's Garrett Cole, and you know he, he the only two people to do it faster was Kershaw and Chris Sale. So, or excuse me, yeah, or Randy Johnson and Clayton Kershaw. Excuse me, I misread that stat. Yeah, uh, you know it's a pretty impressive stat to see someone reach two thousand strikeouts that fast. I mean, third fastest of all time by innings pitched. Um, so it's it's really impressive to see that you d- you don't see those big number stats a whole lot anymore these days with the way that the game is played. Starters don't really go that deep into innings or into games uh, anymore. You know, five six innings at most is what you see a lot of starters go. It's a really solid performance if you see a starting pitcher go seven innings. So um you got to pitch a lot of innings to reach 2000 strikeouts you also have to be a really good pitcher and be able to strike out a lot of batters and Garrett Cole is both for the Yankees and especially this year he's off to a really really solid start uh you know he's had some good years since he signed with the Yankees but this is probably the best that he's had so far and I think that I think you made the right call as of right now you know if the season ended today he would be the AL Cy Young but it is only the end of May so there's still a lot of baseball left to be played uh, you know, I'm leaning towards both of my predictions that we've talked about just now, NL MVP and AL Cy Young. Probably not the right call. There, There is still a lot of baseball left to be played, but I don't think, I don't see Trey Turner, you know, coming back and surpassing any of these other players in the National League that have been playing really well. And I don't see Jacob deGrom being able to come back and, you know, write off however many weeks he's been injured already and put together a really solid season. It's not impossible, but he's just at a disadvantage because he's been off the field for so long. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it is, it's frustrating to see, um, Aaron judge. I, I, uh, you know, we're going to talk about our other picks. Well, Otani has looked really good. And then I would argue the two challengers for, for MVP are the top three players in baseball. If you include Otani with 
you know, Mike Trout doing Mike Trout things. He hits a, um, you know, he ties DiMaggio with his 361st home run last night. And we're kind of going all across the board. And then Aaron Judge has been, frankly, on fire since he's come back. He has 14 home runs now on the year. It's just third in baseball. In the last seven days, he's hit three of them. Um, he's, you know, in the month of May, he's had eight home runs. So the guy is hitting a lot of homers. So Judge feels like he's back to being Aaron Judge. Mike Trout feels like he's being Mike Trout. Shohei Otani's being Shohei Otani, and and Garrett Cole is being Garrett Cole. So I think, and Ronald, I I will say because I have to do this for you, Ronald Acuna Jr. is being Ronald Acuna Jr. I it is good to see. You know, we're, we're talking negatively about you know a Trey Turner, and you know we could talk about the Padres being negative, but you know the guys we had the most. Most of the guys we had high expectations for are delivering this year, and it, it that is fun to see. Yeah, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., I know we've talked about him in the past like three weeks, but I love talking about him when he's playing this well. I mean, he could hit you know 30 home runs and steal 60 bases this year. He could really turn it on and go for 40 home runs and 60 bases. He's really putting together a really solid year for the Braves, and I love to see it. But Aaron Judge, like you said, he is – been really really hot these past couple of weeks he now leads the league in ops uh, 14 home runs on the season like you said i think he's on pace for around 58 home runs right now so what are the chances that aaron judge hits 60 home runs back-to-back years i don't think it happens like oh if it does i mean i will say this as someone who put him number one for the best player in baseball I feel really good about it because that home run last night, like that home run and the Yankees offense in this hot streak has kind of finally got corrected. But if you look at the back half of last season and the start of this season before he got hurt, he was carrying the Yankees offense again. Yeah. And, and I think Otani and Trout have to do that too. So I feel really good about it. I mean, dude's on fire. He's hit. I mean, granted the, he owns the Orioles and he had a home run against the Orioles. That's not shocking. Um, but 60, if he hit 60 again, I mean, that's maybe the best two, like two year power stretch in the history of the sport. I mean, last season yeah. was probably the greatest offense, offensive season. I mean, he was like so close to the triple crown. It was insane. And to do what he's doing after last, like it's impossible to put the pace up he did last year of what he did, but the fact he's he's doing it again, it's like I, I tweeted this after he hit the home run to take the lead or tie the game against the O's last night was he's worth every penny, and that's all you can say. And you know we're gonna talk about Shohei Otani and his free agency, like that's gonna happen. That's where that's a, a you know outside of who wins the World Series, the number two like storyline of the season might be. Where does Shohei Otani end up? Whether it's at the trade deadline, depending on what the Angels happens with the Angels, or just next season because he's that good of a player, it's similar. It you know he is following kind of the similar path to last year, where you know outside of who is going to win it all, the second biggest storyline of the season was where is Aaron Judge going to end up next year? So I think those two players are linked now, Judge and Otani. You know you want to throw Trout in as well, like. I, I think uh it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and they're all in the American League right now. Um I think one ends up in the National League, my gut is telling me, and that's Shohei. Um but 
we'll see. Definitely, I mean, definitely going to be a fun off season, and uh, you know, I'm sure. I know I worry. Like, I know we're in what's it May? We're almost at the end of May, and I'm talking about the off season. But it's Shohei Otani who's the biggest free agent ever. Uh, but hey, you want you Probably. want some more good news? More stats? Yeah, sure. Give me some more good news. More stats uh, about the pitch clock came out and uh, is producing faster baseball. That's what we expected. Yeah, and I think this is really good for the dog days of summer because tickets, like, especially if you want to go to a game, like, which this is a great time to go to a baseball game just because the weather's so nice. You yeah. can go during the week. And so shout out to the pitch clock doing great things. Um, but yeah, those are kind of all my thoughts. I kind of rambled a little bit there. It is, you know, it is kind of, I, I get what you're saying. Cause like April and May, you know, baseball season is still new. Everyone's really excited. Even casual baseball fans are still excited to have baseball back June and July. I, this doesn't apply to me. I love baseball all the time, but June and July, especially for the casual fans, it's like, you know, what, what, why are we playing games right now? What, why does this matter? There's 162 games to play in a season and it's the middle of June and our team is in fourth place. Why does this game matter? And then you get to August and September, August, you have the trade deadline just happened and you get, you know, new players on new teams or, you know, teams are trying to make a push for a, for a postseason bid. And so you get excitement there. And then September is when the playoff races really heat up. So June and July, I kind of get what you're saying. Like it is kind of, I guess, to, you know, the most boring months of the season for most people. Um, obviously, you have the home run derby and the all-star game in July. But for most people that aren't fully invested in baseball like we are, I would say those two months are probably the, the least interesting uh, for them to watch. So if the games are shorter... If they can go to a game on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and be home by 10 or 10.30 instead of 11.30 or midnight, then yeah, I'm sure that the pitch clock speeding up games is definitely going to help attendance because you can go to a game and not be staying up all night and then tired going into work the next morning. Something interesting that will happen with the pitch clock will be when it comes to the postseason. And, you know, we saw this in the World Baseball Classic. That at bat, the buildup to that final at bat between Otani and Trout was so organic because it was natural throughout the right. game. My wonder is because when you're going to a postseason game, you could give two craps how long it is. It's playoff baseball. It's so right. intense. Like we had, what was it? The game one of the Eastern Conference Finals between in the hockey went to four overtimes ended at 2 a.m. And, and the PNC Arena was still packed because it's playoff like. I wonder if, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head, like, is the pitch clock going to be in the postseason? Because I know, like, I think it is. Extra runner, extra inning running rule is not. So, right. So I wonder if they change that. They say, hey, we won't have, and I know that's, it's going to be a big change, kind of, but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so sold on this, but I, I do kind of wonder, like, Will those organic kind of buildups of moments go away? I don't think so. It might just be a little quicker because, like, yeah. those moments still happen in in basketball and football where it's it's still faster paced. Um, but it it maybe maybe it's kind of more lenient in in the postseason. Yeah, I would hope so. Way to, 
that that's probably a better way to put it. I would really hope so. Um, the Dodgers are playing the Braves this week, or they were. They were in Atlanta this week visiting the Braves at Truist Park. They and, play tonight as we record. Yeah. Um, Freddie Freeman, obviously, returning to Atlanta for the second time. And, you know, we all remember last year when he came back to Atlanta for the first time as a Dodger and got a huge standing ovation. You know, he gave a press conference, was tearing up at the press conference, saying how much the fans mean to him, how much his time in Atlanta meant to him. Uh, then all this drama came out, you know, reports that his agent didn't even give him, you know, the Braves' final offer. Um, I think that was a false report. But, you know, th- this whole drama where he very clearly still loved the Braves and, you know, really cherished his time there. Uh, Clayton Kershaw even had to reach out to him and make sure that his current team wasn't, you know, playing second fiddle to the Braves. So that happened last year. And this year, he comes back, gets another standing ovation. He did hit a home run in the first game of the series. So, you know, helping his current team against the Braves. But every time that this happens where he comes back and there's all this, you know, nostalgia about the time that he spent in Atlanta, kind of makes me feel like he's still a Brave. He's just kind of on loan to the Dodgers for five years or so. And then I would not be surprised if he finds a way to come back into Atlanta for one final year or you know, if he retires after his contract with the Dodgers is up, maybe he signs a one, you know, one day contract to retire officially as a Brave because you can very clearly see that's where his heart is. And that's that I think the Braves are the team that he really wanted to be at. It just didn't work out. So I, it really it really makes me feel like he's still a Braves player. It's just kind of like we're, we'll let the Dodgers happen for a couple of years. That's so cute. That's yeah, what it feels like, though. He, he comes so, back. That's, he comes so, back. that's a little sad, but. He comes back like, and everyone cheers for him, and he very clearly buddy, like wants to be buddy, there. I love you. It's <laughs> over. Like I, I wonder. This is probably would have been me if Aaron Judge was a giant right now. Yeah, <laughs> he did, he'd come back. He'd get traded. They can't afford his contract. He's gonna. I, I really. It would not hey, surprise me. Five years from now, he gets traded okay. at the deadline. Back to the Braves. If you need to call me Freddie, <laughs> you can because I share a name with him. That it's is true. what my grandfather was called. But if you need to do that, just to get over this, I'm I'm happy to help you. It is it is time to move on. I, I know Mariah would feel a lot better if you moved <laughs> <laughs> if you moved on. Do you need me to get does Freddie Freeman have a cameo? Like maybe I can Maybe that's not a bad idea. Spend some money idea. and be like, hey bud, it's over. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. That, that that could be my birthday present to you. <laughs> which which now thing, this yeah. is is this this is our first podcast of us both being twenty six. Twenty six. Woo! Off parents insurance plans, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh man, we're old. Yep. We started this what we're twenty ish. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think twenty. Because it's been sophomore year of college, right? Yeah. How about that? Six years, six years going strong. Well, with like a big break. Yeah, yeah, you know. We tried, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I was also living uh, in a different time zone and halfway across the country. Sure. But we figured it out. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, connect with us at Matkins News, at Trey Lyle VT, at Foul Ball Area Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you leave that five-star 
five-star review. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.